we're gonna do we're gonna dance we're gonna sing we sure. are not gonna do that today <laughs> but what we will do is bring you the word <laughs> Welcome back to The Abundant Life. I'm Angela Todd, sporting it Charles <laughs> in his polka dots, looking dapper today. We are bringing you the Word. Amen. The Word of God. Well, the series is actually 21 Ways That God Can Supernaturally Provide. And it's backed up by over 200 scriptures. But the foundation that we've really tried to set this on is just what you said. God is our source. Amen. You know, so there's all these ways that God can get resources to you. And a lot of times I think what happens is, you know, we look at our paycheck, we look at our, if we're business owners, we look at our, our business. If we're in the ministry, we look at our ministry, we look at those are our main ways that God can provide for us. And sometimes we get stuck on just limiting God to that. Yeah. So the whole reason to really, you know, put this as God as a source is God is a source of all these 21 ways. But we're not just limiting it to 21. It's just what we're expounding upon because God is limitless. He's Amen. inexhaustible. Amen. There's no wage to his love because when you say, God, bless me according to your goodness. Amen. It's infinite. It's right. absolutely infinite. So you can't put a number on it, but we're just trying to get something to you so it doesn't get too overwhelming that you don't tune in and actually get it inside you. So say this after me. God is my source. God is my source. Say it again. God is my source. God is my source. You gotta get that down in you, you, you do. know, and you gotta declare that out of your mouth. The Bible says in Proverbs 18 and 21 that death and life are in the power of your tongue. Your tongue. We were talking about that the other day. It's like, you know, the rest of your body, like your legs and your arms, they all have like they have skeletal support. They have bones, they have ligaments, they have tendons. They have all these things that help support those powerful muscles. Mm -hmm. But your tongue has none of that. There ain't no bone holding your tongue, like supporting your tongue. There's no ligament. It's just a muscle in there. But yet, God uses the very smallest thing to do the biggest thing. It's pretty amazing. Like when they say, hold your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you have the power to hold your tongue. Mm -hmm. You have the power to release your tongue. Amen that's not dependent on anything but your, your mind. Amen. And that's why you've got to renew your mind with the Word of God yes. so that you can speak the Word of God. You can speak blessing. You know, I think, you know, what the world wants to say is like, well, I believe it when I see it. <laughs> that don't take no faith. You know, when you can see it, what's there to believe? Right. It's there. Right. You know, but faith says, I pray it, I believe it, I receive it now, right then. And that's when everything in the spirit realm is going to work. Angels are going to work on your behalf. God is doing the things to align the people, to bring the things that you need, the things that you're praying for to come to pass in your life. And even though you might not be able to see it, it's happening. Amen. Today we're talking about number 14. Miraculous provision. Ooh, say it again. <laughs> Miraculous provision. Miraculous provision. Thank you, Lord, for miraculous provision. Amen. And if you've missed any of the previous 13, you can go back and watch it because there's so much within this whole series. I mean, we can't obviously get it into all one, but you can go back and see all the other 13 ways as we're going on this journey to get to the 21 ways. So the first one with miraculous provision is debt cancellation. So good. <laughs> you say, what? God cancels debts? Yeah, he sure does. And so we're going to read about it. We're going to see in its word. We're going to give some testimony. So go ahead and let's get started there in Matthew 18, 27. Not to be confused with bankruptcy, 
debt cancellation. <laughs> well, that's the world's way of canceling debt. <laughs> <laughs> right. But supernatural debt cancellation by God himself. Amen. Amen. Matthew 18, 27, Amplified Classic. And his master's heart was moved with compassion, and he released him and forgave him, canceling the debt. So the thing I think that's great about this is that that shows us God's heart. He says he's moved with compassion. God's heart is he wants you out of debt. I think sometimes, you know, when we hear about this, people can sometimes feel condemned because they're in debt. And that's not the point of this. This is always like we always say, if, if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, that's me and I'm doing that and I shouldn't be doing that. No, this is about getting the word, the good news to you to help you get delivered from that place, to get to a place where God wants you. And we, when we teach on debt in our finance classes, there are some times when you can actually use debt to your advantage Leverage because, it. yeah, you might be able to borrow from your investment accounts and your investments are making more money and then you can set yourself up as the bank or you can leverage your investments to a loan and your investments are actually making more than what the, the loan amount would be on that. So you're still making money by right. using some else money. So there's a lot of different ways that each individual, I mean, it's going to take you praying to God to find out, you know, whether or not you should use debt. Mm -hmm. And I think that's getting to a place where we're really talking about, you know, investing, moving. If you're in a place where it's like, well, I'm gonna go to mall and I'm gonna get me 15 pair of new shoes and the last pair of shoes, I'm gonna have to use four credit cards just to get that last one, you know? That is not moving you forward. Right. Because then you're gonna have all those credit card bills, you're gonna have 25% interest or whatever it is, that is not using the wisdom of God. So. Well, and there's also a new app out that will enable you to, with five different credit cards, pay for one purchase. Lord, that mercy. And if you're in that kind of a situation, or if you're getting into some kind of hyper-consumption, then this is a word for you, Amen. because stop. <laughs> and we've been there before. Yeah. We've been there. I mean, even after coming out of bankruptcy and getting everything going again, it's like we're still in hyper-consumption and still using debt to buy furniture and whatever else appliances that we needed and all those type of things. And God's got a better way for you. That's all we're saying. Right. So go ahead and read Romans 13 and eight for us. Romans 13, eight King James version. Oh, no man, nothing but to love one another. So what are you supposed to owe somebody? What? <laughs> oh, no man, nothing. Nothing it means you're not supposed to owe a man nothing. And that includes the bank. That includes your parents or whoever it may be. And it's how like, can this be? We live, <laughs> if you're born in America, you're born into trillions of debt. So there is a heavy spirit of debt right when you come out. So yeah. you've got to learn how to break that. I mean, just when you enter into the world, it's on you. So you have to, again, renew your mind, mm -hmm. figure out what the Word of God says, and then start operating in that. And you can start as children, as early as being children. See, I think that you make a really good point there because I mean, with me personally, as soon as I went to college, the first thing they do is they give you financial aid or student loans. So I stepped into college before even the first day of class with a student loan in debt. Right. And then you go to the bookstore to get your books and they give you a credit card application to sign up to get your first credit card. And you get your first credit card and then you use that and then you're in debt on that. And you can't even pay it and you don't even have a job. Right. And you got a credit card and you got a student loan, you're already in debt. Right. You know, and then you get out, and then you get a job and then you're paying your student loans and then you're paying your credit cards and then it's like, Oh, whoopee, let's go get a mortgage on a house and let's get a loan on a car. And you know, it just keeps going. Right. And that's the world system. That's the world that we're in. And that's accepted. So, and once again, not condemning anybody or saying anything wrong, but this is about getting the word of God in this area of your life and renewing your mind so right. that you can stay out of this. You can owe no man nothing but to love him. And for us coming from a place of having 
all this debt to getting to a place of having no debt and no only no man nothing let me tell you what it feels a lot better to have no debt than it does to have debt yes. <laughs> when you don't have that I mean and you're still gonna have bills you're still gonna have living expenses and those type of things but not having mortgages not having car payments not and that's like you're saying a progression sometimes I mean we didn't pay cash for our first car the first time it took like saving for that car mm -hmm. and then paying it off faster and the next time having that money to then take that and apply that and then not having as much and paying that off even quicker and then getting to a place where you could pay cash for a car right. and then we've also teach on that the snowball effect of paying off debt you know using right. if you've got three credit cards for example and the hundred dollars on each one when you pay off the one then you take that extra hundred dollars and apply it to the other card now you're paying 200 on that card when that car is paid off then you apply that 300 to the other credit card and you pay that off mm -hmm. and then you move to your car loans and then you move to your, or your home loans and so there's some some natural ways that you can apply as well too to help you to get out of debt right. and to stay out of debt right. so it's not all the time just super miraculous cancellation of everything and that could happen i mean we've known people have had home notes canceled car loans canceled i mean we've had some different types of uh, loans canceled but the main thing is is that getting your mind to a place where you're now focused on where god wants you to be right. and, and deuteronomy 28 when we're talking about the blessing of abraham says that he wants you to lend to the nations and not borrow so just so you know that god really is a debt counselor let's go to a couple scriptures a couple stories where you can actually see it happening in people's lives so go ahead and start us in second kings 4 1 through 7. second kings 4 1 through 7 new king james version a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to elisha saying your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves so elisha said to her what should i do for you tell me what what do you have in the house and she said your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels, do not just gather a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There isn't another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Okay, so a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah. So let me paraphrase the story. Okay, so her husband dies, and he's in debt. He owes these dudes money. So what do they do? They come knocking on the door, <laughs> said, Hey, you owe us some money. You ain't got the money. We're taking your sons. Imagine. Taking your sons, so they're going to take them, basically, they're going to sell them, they're going to make them as slaves, whatever, they're going to get their money back. Okay. I just had a revelation. Okay. What I just talked about of not having an inheritance for your children's children, do you see how in the Old Testament, which is a shadow of Christ, of debt when they came to actually take the sons mm -hmm. what debt does in real time today it actually takes the inheritance away your from sons. your children wow, it takes it away from your sons preach it oh thank you lord <laughs> i just got chills Amen. that's Amen. yeah but see that's what christ has redeemed us from that right he's paid the price right. for our debts right. not only did he redeem us from hell but it says that he became poor so we'd be made rich he's redeemed us Right. from the curse of the law according to Galatians 3:13 and part of the curse of the law which we already said is debt. Right. Christ has redeemed us from that. 
So back to the story. Okay. <laughs> so they're going to take the kids. Right. Okay. So she's like, what do I do? She cries out to Elijah. What do I do? Mm -hmm. You know? So Elijah steps in and says, what do you want me to do? <laughs> you know, I mean, right? valid question, right. right? And sometimes I think we cry out to God and God is saying, what, what do you, you want, want me to, to do? do? It's like, God, help me. Just help me. Oh, Lord, help me. I'm in this bad situation. God's going, dude, what do you want me to do for you? Right. Just like Elijah said here. So sometimes we've got to get personal about that and say that. So Elijah asks, what do you want to do? And she's like, I need the help to get out of this. So the next thing Elijah does is says, what do you got? Mm. And I love this part because a lot of times, like if we had a widow who was you know, son's gonna be taken away and this is in the church and she came and said, cried out to the church, you know, help me. So what we do, we start trying to put money together to help her get out of her situation. Right. You know, Elijah didn't do that. Right. He's like, what do you got? So what if we said to that person that came in the church, what do you got? You want some help? What do you got? Right. Most people would be like, oh my gosh, that's so rude. That's like so insensitive. There's no compassion. So when the preacher asks you what you, what you got, <laughs> don't get offended. <laughs> Give it up because that's where your increase is. That's where your debt cancellation is. It's what you got. It's what you got. And if you're in debt and you're in hyperconsumption, you got more than more than enough. Amen. More than you've got too much that's circulating that doesn't even need to be there. So what do you got? And, and we applied this to our own lives when we were in debt and trying to get out of debt. What we did is we didn't have the money to pay off our own debts. So we started reaching out to pay off other people's debts, helping right. other people out. Hey, you got a credit card? Yeah, we paid off some people's credit cards. We paid off an entire family's debt, which was tens of thousands of dollars, which I truly believe that we were sowing seed, according to Galatians 6 and 7, whatever right. a man sows, that he right. shall reap. So if we paid off other people's debt, that just yeah. setting us up to get our own debts paid off right. supernaturally. So anyway, back to the story. Amen. <laughs> she says, I just got a little oil. That's it, a little bit of oil. He says, go and get all the vessels you can. And they poured the oil until all the vessels were full. And how does the story end? It says that they sell the oil to pay off your debt and then you and your sons can live on the rest. So not only did they pay off the debts, get the credit, or get the wolf off the door, get them from taking away your sons, but then they had enough left over to then live on as, as, as well too. An yeah. abundant supply. God just doesn't give you what you need. He's going to apply in abundance. Jesus came so we may have life and have it in abundance. For, um, I love Psalms 23 says, my brimming cup runneth over. You know, sometimes in the world we think of, well, if you look at your cup as just half full, that's positive. Instead of looking at half empty, it's like, no, don't even look at it half full. That's not good. How about running over? Right. My cup running over. Because guess what? When your cup's running over, what's that mean? You've got abundance. You've got leftover. That means other people can get their cups underneath your cup that's running over right. and take part of your abundance. That's, that's when you good. become blessed to be a blessing. When your cup is running over, you got more than enough. You can't even spend it all. You can't use it all. And it's not only just for material things. It's about the word too. When you fill yourself up with the word of God and you get so full, it just got to run out. It's running out of me right now. <laughs> word of God's coming out because sure I'm is. full of it. And I'm giving it to you right now. I'm giving you the word of God and telling you God wants you in a place of abundance. God wants your brimming cup running over. That's the word of God right there. But what's so unique about this story is that he told her to go and borrow vessels. So he asked her to borrow, mm -hmm. but he directed her to borrow so that she would have an overflow, which is interesting because she leveraged that debt to then overflow and then be running over. So there are times that this is what leveraging good debt is, like we had just talked about in the beginning, 
but not being in that place of hyperconsumption, but being led to leverage, to increase, to be a blessing, and then to leave an inheritance for your children's children. That's the blessing of God. Well, and I think one of the, the main important things too that I want to get across with this is that she was told. She was told. Personally, what to do. And she listened. We talked about this just one of our last teaching, Second Chronicles 20, 20. Listen to your prophet and, and you, you shall prosper. prosper. Yes. She listened. She did. And that's the same thing that you've got to do. You've got to get, you've got to pray and you've got to get direction from God and the Holy Spirit and tell you exactly what you need to do with your situation. When he tells you what to do, you listen and you do it. And you be willing to give up whatever it is that you have, that you have the last of. Be willing to part with it. Be willing to, let's like they say, lay down your life if need be. God would never ask you to do that because he's already redeemed you from death, life, and destruction. But if he asks you to give something up, it's only a setup to increase you Amen. more and more, you and your children. Amen. Want to hear another one? I do. <laughs> okay, go ahead and read it. This is one of the floating accent. This is one of my other favorite ones, 2 Kings 6. New King James Version. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Go. Then one said, Please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there and he made the iron float. Therefore, he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Long one again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna paraphrase it. So they're gonna build a bigger house. They're gonna go chop and make some wood. The dude borrows an axe head, borrows an axe from some other dude, you know, and he's chopping away and the thing comes off the end of the wooden handle and falls into the water. What happens when iron goes into water? Sinks. Sinks. If you don't believe me, go get a piece of iron and throw it into the <laughs> bathtub or throw it in your swimming pool or throw it in the lake or ocean. It's going to sink. Right. So that's what sank. So what happened here was supernaturally the iron floated. Why did the iron float so the man could get that back so he could put it back to give the axe back to the other man so that he wouldn't be in debt? Right. And the, the really cool thing I think that, you know, you got to get out of this, the revelation of what did he stick into the water to make this happen? Wood. What, a stick. Right. A stick of wood. And what does that represent? The cross. The cross. So it's once again going back that Christ has redeemed you from debt. He's redeemed you from the curse of the law. He's redeemed you from all of that. And that's just a shadow of that goodness of the cross for happening in this man right here. So once again, another debt cancellation, super miraculous because iron don't float. So there's a couple good examples of debt cancellation in the Old Testament, people delivering, being delivered from debt cancellation. Uh, but another point that I wanted to make out is that, you know, it's just not about debt as well too, because once we came out of debt and I was like, well, I quit kind of declaring debt cancellation over my desk because I didn't have any debts. But then I started realizing that even when you have expenses, you got phone bills, you got utility bills, you got you go out and you get a new pair of tires or whatever. Those are still bills that you're going to have to pay. You either pay it then or they're going to invoice for you. Right. So what I saw happen one time is we'd had um, a company put a wrap on one of our cars, wrap the cars. And so I was like, 
hey, that guy never sent me an invoice. So I just like texted him. I said, hey, you never sent me an invoice for that. And he texted me back and he said, you know what? You've been such a great customer and I've joined working with you over all these years, been doing it for like 15 years. He's like, I'm not even going to charge you. That's thousands of dollars right. right there. Just canceled, just like that. Right. So what I got out of that was like, I can even have my bills canceled. Amen. You know, those things cancel because guess what? When you have that stuff canceled, right. whatever that was, two, three, four, five grand, you just save it. That's in your, that's in your pocket right. now. So that's actually increased through the cancellation of a bill. Right. You know, I've heard testimonies from other people that have, have moved because God told them to move to a new state or whatever. And they moved and it was really tight on money and they were praying for God to help him. And like, they got like a cell phone bill. It was like two cents. <laughs> you know, or something, something crazy like that. It's not crazy, but it's God working even in that area as well too. So just because maybe you are in a place where you are completely out of debt, God can still cancel your bills, your yeah, expenses, amen. you know, well too. So this is always at work in your life. So don't think that you get to a place where, well, that blessing ain't going to work for me no more. I've already surpassed <laughs> that. No, God's always going to be able to bless you, no matter if you can get your mind around it or not. If you can get a revelation of his word and receive it, he can bless you. So we're out of time for this episode, but you're going to want to tune in next time because we still have three more points for number 14, miraculous provision. We did get through debt cancellation. So I'm going to go ahead and pray for all of you right now. So Lord, we just thank you for everybody that's tuning in right now at the sound of our voice, Lord. I declare debt cancellation over anybody that's got debt, whether it's credit card debts, car debts, mortgage payments, whatever those debts may be, Lord, I pray supernatural debt cancellation over them. And Lord, I pray just the wisdom of God that you would start to impart to people through the direction of the Holy Spirit on mm -hmm. how to to supernaturally not only to receive but also in the natural to be able to overcome those debts to pay off those debts and when they're operating underneath that direction of the holy spirit lord that's an acceleration on that that they could not do on their own amen lord jehovah sabaoth we just ask that you would smite their debts in amen. jesus name angels we loose you to go now satan take your hands off their money we declare Hallelujah. the blessing of abraham over their house Lord, we ask that you would speak to them clearly. If they need to let something yes, loose Lord. or if they need to borrow something to leverage for it to overflow or if they need to just Hallelujah. focus on the cross for them to have supernatural debt cancellation, we come into agreement. We thank you for your word and we declare the blood of Jesus, your dunamis power that <laughs> blows up the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Amen. And we just give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Amen. agreeing with that. I received that myself. Amen. So that's going to do it for this time. But don't forget, you can go back and see all the rest of the teaching on this. If you've missed any of it, you don't want to miss any parts of 21 ways that God can supernaturally provide for you. We'll pick up next time with the next three points on number 14. Remember, we love you. We're praying for you. And don't forget, Jesus came so that you would have life and have it more. Abundantly. Amen. Amen. In abundance. See you next time. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,